This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. The COVID-19 healthcare crisis has affected the entire world in so many different ways. And as you know, businesses are feeling the wrath of the coronavirus pandemic more than ever. Today, we're going to be speaking with three different guests from three different lines of work to discuss how they are navigating through this new normal. We've got the Right Reverend Bishop Brian Spage, uh, Sage sorry, from the Episcopal Diocese of Mississippi. Jeff Good, he's president of Manja Benet Restaurant Management Group and professional singer and songwriter Seth Power. And we're going to welcome them in just a little bit. But first, we're going to be talking about all the things that are going on in the world right now in Mississippi. As of yesterday, we have 758 cases. You know, and that's amazing because on March 11th, we had one. And it's growing exponentially. But um, I know you are fighting the curve. I'm fighting the curve or flattening the curve. We're fighting it, too. Uh, I'm sitting in my soundproof studio at my house, otherwise known as my car. And so uh, to make sure I am socially distant from Michelle. Michelle, how are you today? I am fine. I am fine. I am taking this all in stride. I'm trying to stay focused and uh, find silver linings in every day. That's what I'm trying to do. I tell you, um, it's so funny you say that, and it's, I think, very appropriate because I asked the question yesterday. I said, name something you're going to change in your life because of this pandemic, and I threw that up on Facebook, and I didn't expect anybody really to say too much or thought they might be funny or whatever. I had 145 comments just like that, and and some of them were very poignant. People were, like, talking about how they're going to completely change their life, how they're, they're now reading the Bible more, or they're going to make sure they have, of course, plenty of toilet paper. But uh, it's been really inspiring reading some of these comments. And, like, for instance, um, be prepared for stuff like have a hair color touch-up kit in the cabinet and sharp scissors, all things needed for clothes for a funeral, well-stocked freezer, and one large package of emergency toilet paper hidden up in the attic. Um, But, you know, I mean, this has been one of those kind of moments in our lives that we've never faced, and now we're just sitting around sitting and thinking, okay, what can I do different when this whole thing's over? Hey, uh, I just got actually word from our news department. Um, Shouts out to our news department, MPB News. They are on it. They are here. They are getting our up-to-date statistics. We have actually 847 cases, two new deaths. The cases actually went up by 89 and 16 deaths total. So that's 800. And that's in one day. Yes. Wow. 847 total cases in the state right now. We went up by 89 cases, two new deaths the total death count for mississippi is 16 and again we're not sharing this information to frighten you or to uh you know uh get you more anxious it's just to know the reality be very transparent with what's going on in your world and to be informed and again uh all of our doctors i know uh, marshall you've been listening dr butcher's Especially, we talk on Tuesdays about being totally transparent with your children, not to a point where you're talking over their heads, but make sure they right. understand what's going on so they won't be frightened and and feel um uh and you know not secure. We we want the parents to be even killed so the family can be even killed as well. How is your uh son? How are your family uh 
how are their feelings about this? What are their feelings about this, Marshall? I know you talked last week about your sons. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lucky that, number one, my youngest is 12, and so my oldest is 19, and they they all are very aware of news anyways. I mean, they're pretty involved with what's going on in the world. And, you know, I mean, we've been very honest with them, and my youngest son has been probably worried as much as anybody, and I just look and I said, you know, the good news is you're going to probably be okay. I said, the odds are in your favor. You're going to be fine. Um, Your mom and I are going to do everything we can to make sure that we stay healthy. And, and then I explained why he's, you know, why he's not at school. And it's tough on my junior in high school and particularly his girlfriend who's a senior. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been really tough because she's lost her prom. She's lost her last, you know, probably going to miss her graduation. There's a lot of things that are, that are out there that their lives have changed. But I think they all understand why it's necessary for us to be social distance. And it's like, like my oldest son said, I'm going to use this time to make my life you know, better and try to figure out what I'm going to do differently when I come out on the other side. And I thought that's incredibly mature for a 19-year-old to say that. Very. And if you are listening and you are a parent, concerned citizen, a student, or an educator, we do have a new show called Mississippi Education Connection that airs on Fridays at 10 a.m. But if you missed last Friday's show, which we had the superintendent of education, Dr. Carrie Wright, as our first guest. She explained a lot of things that you would want to know. We answered questions from our state and beyond. It was a great show. You can listen to that podcast on mpbonline.org slash Mississippi Education Connection. Now, if you do have questions about school and district information, about testing, about um, waivers, and if you're an educator and you wanted your life Licensors, uh, they were going to expire and things like that. Anything you need to know as far as school or education, you can go to their website, Mississippi um, State, uh, our state education site, and they have everything you need from district to um, educators to students and parents as well. And this Friday hey, we'll speaking be speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, ahead. no, no. I'll say this I, Friday we're going to talk to VP of uh, PBS Digital Platform and VP of Education for PBS to talk about distance learning and how PBS can uh, aid in those resources. So it's going to be a good show. That's to, uh, this Friday at 10 a.m. Mississippi Education Connection. Go ahead, Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to throw out there, one of the things I have done through Mississippi today is for the teachers and for the parents out there with their students at home or with their kids at home, and or even for parents who need something to do just to calm their nerves, I've created a series of coloring sheets that I update every day of different locations around Mississippi. And so it, it shows a different spot, like today's is going to be French Camp, Mississippi. Uh, it was Oxford last Friday, and I've been to the Delta, I've been to, to Vicksburg, I've been to Biloxi. And basically, you can print out a coloring sheet and they can color, but they learn facts about the different places around Mississippi. And for as long as this goes on, I'm going to travel all around Mississippi. Uh, and so to give teachers another resource, but also to give kids, you know, something to do and, and to give something to do other than staring at a screen. So it's um, and I'm also doing banjo and Molly, uh, banjo and pip coloring sheets as well. Um, I'm also offering another set of, of coloring sheets with banjo and pip that are kind of um a little bit for younger kids probably, but they also teach 
them why we're going through the things that we're doing in a very fun and friendly way too. Like it shows Pip learning how to wash her paws for 20 seconds, and it has ban it has Banjo and Pip thanking a truck driver as he drives by. So just lots of things like that. And I tell you, with all this time at home, and I and I can tell you on a personal experience, having the family all under roof, we've actually gotten along pretty well, and we've all adjusted to our new normal fairly well. But we do get out of the house occasionally and go walk in the neighborhood and do things just to kind of keep our mental spirits up. And I hope everybody's doing that too. I saw um, a post this morning that was talking about ways to improve your immune system. And it said, number one was to reduce your stress, which of course I laughed out loud at that considering that's all the world seems to be full of right now. But really, honestly, there is a mental health issue as well as there is a physical one with the COVID. So you need to make sure you take good care of yourself. You're too. right about that. And so that's really doing doing and both. we've been mm -hmm. we've, yeah we've been doing that through binge watching movies and television <laughs> of course um the tiger king contagion got in our house i don't know if you've heard about that michelle but it's a show that's on netflix and it's about um this group of people that kept exotic tiger kept tigers and it is the biggest train wreck you'll ever watch in your life and <laughs> and so i tried to avoid it as much as possible but i got sucked into it toward the end about joe exotic from oklahoma and my son uh pretty much wrapped it up pretty well and he said because this guy joe exotic who's now well i don't want to give away too much because it's got such a great twist at the end but um my son at the end of it looked at it and he said you know because the guy ran for governor in oklahoma mm -hmm. and, and and my son's just shaking his head going can you believe 19 percent of people voted for that guy to be governor so it's <laughs> it's really good we watched jojo rabbit which was a really good movie too and then ford versus ferrari so i mean it's been fun trying to find things for us to keep busy we've been playing board games and trying to stay you know like yeah busy well, more you know, than anything and of course i've been working too so right. i mean i've been doing my work for mississippi today from the house too and you know we were talking um, this weekend about the media with the media we don't shut down and i don't want to sound like i'm a type of propaganda person or meaning i like to capitalize on times like this but i can say i am glad i work in the media and i'm glad i get to give information important information out to our state and beyond i'm glad that i get to put together great programming um programming that maybe would have come together if it wasn't for this i enjoy this and i'm glad and i know that we as the world america mississippi we're going to get through this and we're going to talk about covid 19 2020 years to come we're going to talk about how we how the world came together and that's another thing i do want to point out before we talk to bishop which i know he's going to mention this entire pandemic has brought together a world under one thing, meaning we're all dealing with the same thing at the same time. That nor that doesn't happen with the world, meaning, oh, uh, China or Asia has their own issues. Italy has their own issues. America, we have our own. But this one thing has brought together the entire world, and we're all feeling the same thing. Isn't that something? That is That's what I tell people. I mean, when people start going political on Facebook or whatever, and I'm just like, I remind them, I said, look, at the end of the day, this is a virus that just wants in our lungs and it doesn't care what your politics are. It doesn't no. care who you like or who you don't like or where you live or if there's what a race? big border between mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it just wants to get in your lungs and, and there's no treatment for it. So we have mm -hmm. to do the things we need to do together to get this to work. And on top of that, there is an economic cost. And there are a lot of people that are listening right now 
that are probably more scared than they've ever been in their life because no fault of their own. They're sitting home right now trying to figure out how to file for unemployment or they're trying to figure out, okay, do I have enough savings to be able to make it through this? And at the end of the day, I think, you know, you talked about being in the media and how what a blessing that is. And I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, I've been so privileged in the 26 years that I've lived here to be able to do the things that I do. But at the end of the day, right now, this is a time for all of us to figure out ways that we can give. And we need to give with all of our hearts to be able to help everybody around us. And that is our mission. And I think the people who give are the ones that are going to be coming out. And I think the three guests that we have today are all prime examples of people that are givers. And I think you're going to be inspired by it. All right. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey in Mississippi Today. Today we're talking about it with three guests from three different lines of work to discuss how they are navigating through this new normal that we're living in. We have Bishop Brian Siege from the Episcopal Diocese of Mississippi. Jeff Good, he's president of Manger Benet Restaurant Management Group and professional singer and songwriter Seth Power. Hey, to be part of the show, we want to hear from you. It's your show, too. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're going to be welcoming our first guest now, the Bishop Brian Sage. Brian, it's good to talk to you. Um, Thanks, Mark. You know, you wrote you wrote something the other day when when you – basically sent out the notice, I think it was March 15th, that everybody was going to have to kind of close things down. You wrote that the days ahead are likely to require the most unique and creative pastoral and sacramental uh, ministry of your ordained lives. I think that's a pretty big understatement, to say the least. How are you doing, and how are things going? It's uh, th- thank you for asking, and, th- and thanks again for having me on on board this morning. It's, it's really a treat to be able to chat with you, and um, and also just to be hopefully be able to share some hope by the time we get to the finish line. Um, you know, I, I sent that letter thinking, you know, all for all the parishes and all the clergy out there. And it's it's really been been true. We have all been just pulling together and trying to come up with ideas and trying to live stream in places where that's just real challenging. And uh, and some churches have, have really just done outstanding jobs, and they've been really creative, and others have found some other creative ways to uh, to reach out to their people in spite of the fact that we're, you know, we're, we're not sitting elbow to elbow in church. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the tough part, because I, for me, part of the magic of going to church is being in that room with everybody and having the mutual group experience. And, and then also too, when something going, goes wrong or something, there's a challenge in your life, usually everybody rallies around you, but that's kind of been taken away from us. How do you create that experience virtually? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you asked that. The, uh, you know, cause the, that's why we call our churches communities of faith. You know, that's why, uh, you know, and certainly in the sacramental tradition, communion is so important because it is that coming together. That's what it means. Community, communion, uh, communication coming together. But um, I, I've really been astounded at some of the great ways the churches have uh, been managing to pull things together. Um, I've been doing some live stream things here with the Facebook Live and others where I've been uh, been trying to reach out with messages and saying uh, noon prayers with other members of my staff. And been really, it's been really uh, wonderful to see the amount of people that are plugging into that. Um, likewise, I've heard about some churches that have been having their meetings, whether it's a, a Bible study or a, a fellowship meeting or otherwise on Zoom. And so they've, they've gathered you know, to uh, at three o'clock in their normal time on Wednesdays to to continue their Bible study over uh, over Zoom, and and still others are, you know, opening reigniting uh, telephone trees and, and calling each other and staying connected that way and learning who needs some extra assistance. You know, who are the folks that are are, are ill and really do not need to be walking into a supermarket, and and how can they help them out? So it's really been it's been been just amazing and, and wonderful to watch how how our churches are, are are doing their best to make sure they preach the word you know at all times and you know to use the old phrase and to you know use words if they must you know you've been bishop for five years now it's hard to believe it seems like yesterday that you were you were elected um but you've this isn't really the first challenge that you face since you've been in mississippi you were down on the coast right before katrina and then then you were down on the coast after katrina helping out like we all were on that right kind of compare the challenges that you had back then with katrina and with the mental health of what was going on in mississippi and particularly on the coast to the mental health now because it seems like that there are a lot of people that are truly struggling right now, just trying to understand this. Yeah. Yeah. Katrina, you know, was, was focused on that, obviously on that short, you know, the, the uh, smaller geographic area and obviously a smaller area, but I think a lot of the similarities were just some of the incredible stress that people were under during that time period. And and also all those unknowns, you know, of uh, all the economic unknowns, all the, uh, all the issues with, you know, whether those folks that they've lived next door to for the last 15 years were actually going to be moving back at some point. All of them were dealing with the stresses of, you know, of schooling for their kids and when were the, will the schools open and, and, oh, my gosh, look how much school my kids have missed. Are they going to be a grade level behind when they do finally get back? And so I think there's a there's just an incredible um degree of loss that people go through you know and uh, and i think that was uh, that's one of the similarity pieces and 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 just like you um said in the, your earlier segment there's there are so many folks that are you know like in katrina people saw their jobs literally blown down and now folks are sort of waiting with one eye wondering you know when they're going to get the uh, notice that their job isn't going to be there when all is back and then finally things come back and i've I've thought a lot about some of the, some of the similarities and others, and, and one of the things I can't help but thinking where Katrina, we knew, for example, the storm was going to hit on, you know, I'm just picking a pick out arbitrary, 10, 10 a.m. on that on that morning. Um, we sort of are in the still at, at that point where we're still drawing the impact of this particular storm, and and that's one yeah. of the things that's so frightening is this impact is 
several weeks and will be several months and, 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 you know, in several years in recovery. Hey, that's one of the real challenges of this virus because it sits basically for about a week or two before it actually starts showing symptoms. So people can be carrying it and nobody knows. So here you are about halfway through March, you're having to make the call to say, okay, we can't have services anymore because we don't want to do this spread. How difficult was that? I mean, that, that had to be such a difficult decision because I remember we had to cancel an event at Mississippi today about that time. And we were thinking, well, do we do this? Do we not do that? I mean, what went into that decision for you? Uh, it's it's heartbreaking, to be really honest with you. It's heartbreaking. And, and I would say it's been certainly been the most difficult decision uh, that I've had to had to make in, in my ordained life and probably in my entire life, really. Um, you know, I'm, as an ordained uh, person, you know, I, 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 my my heart is filled and my soul is filled from celebrating the Eucharist and, and sharing it with others and, and being together in the worship experience. So when when we can't do that and when we can't do it visibly face to face, it's like a you know really like a like a part of uh, like a part of us is really missing. Um, and and so it was incredibly difficult. And also just knowing how how our worship experience fills people it really fills our souls you know we're vessels and and we we step into the church to to have ourselves filled up to go out and and do service and and have that opportunity to lift up our hearts so it was really challenging um and still is it still is but um i've i've been drawing a lot of um uh, a lot of strength from the, the virtual worship that we've been able to offer and, and and those virtual um communities that we are now forming I thought the video you did from Winona yesterday was very well done, too. So you basically travel someplace, you bring a camera person with you to make sure they shoot it right, and y'all stay yeah. six feet apart, everything works out well. Exactly. And, 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 and Marshall, <laughs> that was something I just sort of dreamed. If I go to – typically I'm in a different church every weekend, and so and there's 93 Episcopal churches throughout the uh, state, and so – you know, it was something I thought about a couple of weeks ago. What if I just get up and have the videographer meet me at such and such church? And so I did that that one last week from uh, Emmanuel Winona, uh, Winona, make sure I pronounce it correctly. And then we drove down the, the street a little ways and did a video at uh, St. Clement's in, in Baden, which was uh, we delivered the week before. And so, um, you know, sort of, I, I, and I might continue doing that because all those little churches have really you know important parts in the history of those areas but also they're, they're important places that formed our, our brothers and sisters and our neighbors uh, throughout mississippi and they all have great stories to tell we're coming into holy week obviously it's the biggest week of the year and it, you know normally this is a big week of, of of celebration and then being somber and and just all kinds of different emotions but it's always yeah. like you said it, it's it's a group effort how how are you how is the Episcopal Church and, and obviously other churches, how are they going to navigate this week? Well, you know, obviously very carefully. It's going to continue to be vir done virtually. Um, and, you know, in some cases, one of the things we're finding with some of the live stream stuff is that um, the uh, the band, <laughs> believe it or not, the bandwidth, there's a lot of Internet being used these days. Bandwidth is, is yeah. at a premium. So, so some churches are actually going to be taping things ahead of time and then releasing them at certain times throughout Holy Week and such. I'm going to uh, be doing that, with, uh, for example, on Good Friday with Chapel of the Cross, where I typically do a 12 noon service for Good Friday. 
I'll be doing that from that church. I'll also be doing one on Thursday from St. James uh, Church, and then uh, Saturday mm-hmm. for the Easter Vigil at um, St. Philip's, and then on Easter Day at the Cathedral. So, you know, we're all doing our doing our best with those things. But one of the things we're also looking forward to is, you know, Easter Sunday moves every year. You know, the church fixes that, fixed that years ago with the various uh, councils of the church. But we're looking forward to the fact that we're going to celebrate Easter Day in our families and virtually and otherwise this coming uh, in, in two weeks. But um, when when we are able to celebrate again, when we're able to be back in community again, we will have another Easter celebration. And it'll be a, a holy special moment where we'll celebrate the empty tomb and the new life that Jesus has promised us. We're talking with the Right Reverend Brian Sage, who's the bishop of, I guess you're the 10th bishop of the Episcopal uh, Mississippi Episcopal Diocese. Thank you for coming on today. I mean, it's good talking to you. I always love talking to you anyway, but under these circumstances, um, I, I know you're you. always a good voice of comfort. Let me talk a little bit about, there's a lot of people, like I said, we mentioned earlier that are struggling. They feel like they've got, you know, the other shoes about to drop. They don't know what's next. Um, they may even feel that their faith is being rocked a little bit right now, too, because this this is all pretty hard to understand. I mean, this is something I don't think we've faced in, in, in our lifetime and probably in 100 years. What words of advice and comfort would you give people right now that are that may be doubting or they may just be scared? Yeah. Well, the, the obvious one is keep the faith, you know, the um, um, uh, keep the faith and, and lift up your hearts. You know, when we lift up our hearts in service, that's when we really become closest to God. And and in spite of all of our doubts and in spite of all of our concerns, you know, when when we give it away, we receive. And and so yes. by lifting up our hearts and in, in, in worship, lifting up our hearts and in, in, in giving and outreach, lifting up our hearts in thanksgiving is is one of the ways we truly receive the the many gifts that Christ offers and and, and do our part as the body of Christ. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Love the conversation. And if there's anything else that we need to know in the future, you just give us a call, okay? I sure will. Thank you, Marshall, and, and, and God bless you. All right, thank you. All right, coming up next, we're going to have Jeff Good. You all know him. He's a friend of the show. We're going to have him I'm talking about because obviously his world has been rocked. To be part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Uh, you've you've known Jeff Good for a long time. You listen to the show. He's been on two or three times. And, and Jeff uh, lives up to his last name. He's always out there doing a lot of work to do a lot of good in this community. And as you can imagine, uh, being a restaurant owner in this current situation is incredibly difficult. And Jeff 
has been caught right up into the teeth of the storm. And, and uh, thought I'd have him on today. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that he's doing to help not only protect his business, but protect his employees and protect Jackson. Jeff, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Um, number one, I guess the most important question I can ask you is this. How are you doing? I've been worried about you. Uh, thank you, Marshall. I mean, that means a great deal. I, I really appreciate you reaching out to me. And, and I really enjoyed uh, listening to uh, to our bishop, uh, Bishop Sage, and his his words of uh, of encouragement because these these are, as uh, we see in all those emails that come across our screen every morning from all the companies and the entities, these are uncertain and, and unprecedented times. So we're all trying to figure it out. Um, I personally, I am I'm well. I am, I'm thankful that a number of months ago I, I started to dig back down into um, some self help work, and I've been doing a lot of. Um, meditative work and, and kind of, um, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, I, I'm a little bit hyperactive, so it's important that I stay in the moment and I learn to be, you know, kind of living that idea of one day at a time and do the next right thing. And that's really been helpful for this because uh, if you, if you, you know, if you, if you start running a thread out into the future, it becomes so unknown and so um, overwhelming yeah. that, um, you know, you, you can just become catatonic. So I'm, I'm trying to, be very, very focused on what I can do each day, given the best information that we have to lead um, uh, the organization that, that we've created 25 years ago forward, understanding that that organization is, uh, is fundamentally atrophied right now. And, uh, um, it, it, you know, two weeks ago was the hardest, hardest week in my life, and I've, we made a decision that we just couldn't see a path forward safely given the, the, the best practices of the of what we're learning from the, the health professionals safely in continuing to, uh, if everyone's being asked to go home and work from home, this idea of having our team working in groups, um, we, we really, I, I question the morality of that and the, and the, and the, the, the fundamental you know, safety factors. And I wanted to learn about that. So we shuttered, you know, we had to shutter the dining rooms, the, you know, the, we not only because of the, the call from the federal government of no more than 10 or more, but also in the city of Jackson, an ordinance was was passed to, to um, um, cease in, in-store dining. So we tried takeout for a couple of days. Again, this is two weeks ago. As we're learning this process, learning what was going on. We, we, and um, just we, we made a very hard decision that the best solution for us in the short term was to uh, close down operations, uh, let all of our employees gain access to um, the stimulus opportunities that were being made for displaced workers and, and not hold them back from that, and then uh, kind of recalibrate and figure out where we were. And so um, we have been in the, in the you know, this is very appropriate for Lenten season. Uh, we've been in the desert. Um, I've been spending two weeks really just trying to find a path and, and looking at the different options that are out there, both from an employee standpoint, I've always think about them first. From a customer standpoint, and the, and the desire that so many fine, fine folks in this community have reached out to me and said, "Please bring back some of your products for us." And then also from a business standpoint, you know, this is this is a long game, and we have to have a game plan to emerge on the other side, and what that looks like, and where you know what financially that looks like, and the like. So um, we currently. Uh, our, our restaurants are closed. However, at Broad Street uh, last week, I, I spent a good bit of time with the health department, and I got uh, we have a uh, emergency services, you know, essential services designation. But more so, we 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 did a, a complete uh, COVID-19 um, uh, process of of um, internal audit, how to do this, 
what's safe, what's best practices. And we've been able to bring back um, two of our bakers at night to start baking bread. So they're able to stay distant. We're able to keep that completely under control. Three of us in the mornings at dawn, we come in and we take the bread after it's cooled and we slice bag and, and tag it. And then we have a great partnership with Corner Market where we're providing them with uh, three types of, of the fresh Broad Street bread uh, each day for sale in the market. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Marshall, when I walked into the uh, Corner Market uh, over at uh, Northside Drive across from Highland Village, um, the first morning we did this, I kind of felt like a little bit of a rock star. I know I now know what you feel like when you go out. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, seriously, Jeff, if, if you could create uh, a way to make toilet paper, too, you would be truly be Elvis. Um, you'd be doing great. But and I was glad, glad to see about the, the bread, because, number one, bread has been hard to come by. And on number two, your bread is so incredible. But it also g- gives you a revenue stream right now, too, which is, is, is it got wonderful. It, it got a, it got um, are there some back. other things that you can do to also be able to create products and be able to get them out to market? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. That's the next step here. So uh, my partner, Dan, and I, uh, we put together over the weekend our ideas for a Broad Street and a Bravo um, uh, to-go menu. So, again, coming back into that realm where we can control the amount of people, make a very small team to be able to make a set set of products uh, that we're able to sell in volume uh, to our public and do that in a safe way uh, through uh, curbside pickup at the restaurant. So we will we will be bringing that back out this week and announcing it. And um, so the idea is family style meals um, uh, prepared very safely, uh, delivered safely. Um, I just, it's so important for me that when I get through this, I never want to chase a dollar for anything. And we're, we're, I mean, none of this is going to to make the revenue needed to cover rent, to cover expenses. I mean, our restaurants are set up to serve hundreds of people every day. And um, so anything we're doing is, is our ability to, to be able to find ways to get enough revenue to bring some, some folks in to um, re-engage and, and, and create food, which is what we love to do. And I have so many employees that are just absolutely reaching out and asking to come back and want to make things happen. And I've been staying in touch with them. I did a fundraiser by um, a produce company, had a full truck of produce a week and a half ago that was going to go bad. So we had a pop-up uh, farmer's market, and all the proceeds from that went to uh, my employees. And I tell you what, I've learned more about Cash App and, and Venmo than I ever cared <laughs> to know because I had to set up personal accounts to do this, and I started popping off all the money to everybody, 170 people. And you know I got locked down <laughs> for fraud. Oh, I bet. I bet. But this morning it's – But I thought that – yeah, go ahead. I got opened back up, so I'm back in business. Yeah. But and we're just, I mean, that's, Marshall, we're just trying to find our way. We're, and, and we're going to, we're going to yeah. bring back things slowly. And, you know, the whole thing is what does a restaurant look like as we go through this process of, of social distancing? What does it look like after this is over with and we're all back to normal? What does it look like when people eat in the dining room? And what is it, what is the transaction like? These are all things that we in the industry are trying to figure out. But for us, we're always going to make sure that we try to do the right thing. That's one of our mantras. And so that's that's kind of a guiding principle right now, and it keeps me grounded. And I am very thankful for the stimulus packages because there are significant um, bolstering uh, products there to to prevent bankruptcy, prevent, you know, closing. It ain't easy. This, this, it's, it's not the answer for everything, but it certainly is a bridge to get us through to the to the summer. Yeah, I, I've, some of the statistics are, are just – stunning and sobering when you see numbers thrown out that you know literally three quarters of all restaurants will be will go out of business and and you're just like going what and and it's hard to believe that because as soon as things get moving again people are going to not 
say, well, I'm just going to just continue cooking. They're going to want to come back out for that experience and everything. So you really, your goal at this point is to just kind of keep on life support until the day comes when we hear those magic words, we have a cure, we have a vaccine, we can open back up for business. Amen. I mean, that's, and, and, and yeah. what does, what, what innovation can we do? You know, this, this whole idea about home meal replacement and the like, what does that look like as we start to, as we figure our way out safely? Again, this is just, it's so different. It's so, so different. We used to, you know, the dishwasher would wash the dishes. The dishwasher has a, you know, the, the, the system has a sanitation cycle at the end. You stack the dishes on the shelf. The, um, uh, the chefs grab a stack of plates, stick it on the hot line. We're making your meal. We plate your meal. We, we take the plate. We put it in the window. Somebody called an expediter, which usually is the chef. They'll look at it. They'll garnish it. They'll put it on the counter. The waiter or the food runner will pick it up. They'll bring it out to you. They'll put it on the, on the table. You'll unroll your silverware. You'll take your fork. You'll eat a delicious meal. What does that look like now? Right. What does that look like now? When, when all of us, when we touch something, we're all grabbing our, our, our Santa wipes. So these are these are the real hard questions that those of us in the industry are going to be facing, and it's nobody's fault. I mean, I, there's no reason to be mad at anybody. I mean, it's quite the opposite. This is a, this is this is this is you know it's it's a it's a global tragedy that's going to cause such personal loss and pain. There's no right to be upset about you know um, any individual and their and, and and where we are in business. We've just got to show that. You know that uniqueness and that creativity find our way through this. And I am open to any of your listeners. If you have ideas, um, I would love um, to hear from anyone. Um, and all you would have to do is Google, you know, Bravo Broad Street Salamukis, the the contact us button on all of those websites sends email directly to me. Um, so if anyone has has ideas and has uh, uh, innovation, and and I would urge you to do that for any of your favorite restaurateurs. This is the time that we're we're trying to figure out our path. We're trying to figure out our way. And quite frankly, when it's all overwhelming and we're dealing with all the paperwork and the, and the issues of vendor re- relationships and turning, you know, I had to turn off the music system the other day and get credit for that and stop the garbage disposal, you know, garbage pickup. The details are numbing, the employee issues, the governmental issues, the landlord issues. So our creativity is kind of numb when you're doing all of that hard work and it's so negative. So anyone that has any great ideas, please share with your favorite restaurateur. And, uh, you know, to use the term Mississippi Strong, I think that, you know, we can we can figure our way through this. Uh, we just need to be, you know, I like to say working together works. So, you know, we just got to figure out a way to do it. I've been very – I was very glad to hear that you are doing steps to take care of yourself personally, though, because, like I said, the meditation and things like that, it's so important to stay in this moment because you cannot react to things that are going to be – three months down the line because we have no clue what they're going to be. But also too, it doesn't do any good if Jeff good or Dan gets sick in, yeah. in the process either, you know, and, and so I'm glad you're taking care of yourself, you know, looking at this situation and there's a lot of business owners that are out there listening right now, they're going through kind of a version of what you're going through. And one of the biggest part of it's your business model. I've always been impressed with for the whole, you know, quarter century that you've been plugging at it is that you give so much of yourself and so much of your business out to the community. Don't you think that's probably at the end of the day, what's going to probably end up saving you is that the more you can give, the more that there's going to be a chance that there'll be something at the end and you're not doing it for any other reason that it's the right thing to do. But don't you think that that's the number one thing that everybody needs to be figuring out how to do right now is to just see how they can give more. What else could you do? I mean, I, I couldn't right. agree more. And I think that's right in line with what the bishop said um, as well. 
So I think that we've got uh, we've got the church and the marketplace on our side, Marshall. So we must be right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're doing good. Look, I've been a little worried about the church side of things, but I'm glad to hear that maybe there's hope for me um, yet at the end of the day. Is there anything else that we can do? I've been, I mean, I'll be really honest with you. I've been very um, pleased to see the support, people buying gift, wanting to buy yeah. gift cards, wanting to do. And by the way, is that a good thing to do? Uh, because you see a lot of people suggesting to do that. Does that really well, help you it, it, uh, for people to buy gift closed. cards? If the restaurant's closed and uh, the restaurant has plans, you know, they're, they're being sincere that we we want to reopen, and particularly for our gift card sale, we are we're we're making it a um, a split. There's no question that our business is going to need funds going forward until we reopen. So I'm not I'm not at all going to tell you buy a gift card and 100% goes to our former employees, but I will tell you that that we're splitting it with them. And I again, all you have to do is you can call Trustmark Bank, my bank. And ask them, and they had to unlock me from Cash App because I was sending out all these 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 forty and sixty and eighty dollar payments to everybody to thank them for being part of our family and to remind them that we're going to be here. We're figuring our way through this. So, buying a gift card from your favorite restaurant is a great way to show some support to them. And um, and then when we reopen, you know, as I've been telling my customers, I can't wait to give everybody a big hug at the front door and, um, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Here we go. But um, until then, that is probably the most tangible way. And then if your restaurant is doing some limited service, um, rotate that into your, your, uh, your, your, your home stay and your, and your, uh, your, your, your work. Jeff, it's always good to talk to you. If you need anything or if you need to come back on to tell us anything, please do it. We're, we're a hundred percent behind you. And, Thanks, buddy. um, Man, love you, man. Just hang in there. Love you too, buddy. Thank you so much, and thank you for everything you do for us. Keep us together, all right? Keep on keeping All right, on. well, hang in there. All right, that was Jeff Good, of course. Uh, restaurateur, as you can, as you heard, he's going through some tough times, but he's got a plan, and he's going after it. Well, coming up next is another guy who knows a little bit about restaurants, but he also knows a lot about music and making people really happy. We're going to have Seth Power on. He's a musician. Uh, got his new album out just in time for the pandemic, but we'll talk to him a little bit on what he's doing and how he's able to cope as well. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jeremy Hobson. The latest on the COVID-19 pandemic and how it's affecting diverse communities across the world, including people being treated for cancer and those in addiction recovery. You know, he was struggling before the outbreak, but when his job pushed him into isolation, he didn't know what to do with his day. That's next time on Here and Now. Today at noon on MBB Think Radio. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Well, it's not too late to be part of the show. If you'd like to question or comment, you can jump in. You can tell us a little bit about your experience, too. We'd love to hear from you. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Well, always good to have our next guest on, Seth Powers on. His new album is Souvenir. came out at the beginning part of the year. He's been working better part of a year and a half, and then suddenly a virus comes through and 
you know, just throws everything up into the air. So we wanted to check in with him to see how he's doing. Seth, how are you? I'm doing all right, Marshall. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Um, You know, I mean, as a guy who gets up on a stage and speaks to people, I understand that, you know, you wake up one day in the middle part of March and you realize, oh, okay, I can't go do gigs now. Um, You also work as you worked as a server, too. So you probably listen to Jeff's interview going, yeah, I know what you're talking about there, Jeff. And you can't really do that either. So how are you doing? I just wanted to check in and see how you were. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, We're doing okay. I mean, you know, we're still kind of at the beginning of this thing. Um, Everything has happened so quickly that, you know, it's left pretty much all of us trying to figure out how to move forward. Some industries have been affected more than others, but I think that we're kind of all in new territory right now. Um, Personally, um, you know, obviously had a bunch of gigs um, that were canceled um, even into like June. Um, We, you know, applied for some shows different parts of the country uh, through like So Far Sounds, which is a great platform for artists that are where I'm at, you know, in my career. And um, they've pushed shows all the way until the fall. So, um, wow. Obviously, yeah, it's not not the best situation, but um, you know, I mean, we're just trying to figure out the best way to move forward in a way that uh, helps not only ourselves but everybody else. Um, I've managed to pick up some part-time stuff um, just this week, and so you know, personally, I'll be fine. It's just me and my wife, and we've got a little house, so we don't. <laughs> we're not. We're not as bad off as a you know a lot of other folks, especially people like Jeff who you know have an entire restaurant or more than a restaurant to, you know, have to look after. So um, I think really, you know, what we're going to be trying to do a lot of is just uh, anytime you get in a situation like this, is you just got to kind of figure out how to be creative with it and um, just kind of adjust and adapt to the situation. So, uh, you know, selling um, CDs, we're trying to give about 50% of the sales that we do for our CDs um, to the coronavirus relief fund because that was just – to me, it's like I can't really just go on business as usual and act like there's not this enormous <laughs> crisis on our hands. So that was one small way that we thought that maybe we could kind of lend a hand. Um, you know, obviously it's going to require a lot of money uh, to make an impact, and we we can't contribute a lot. But you know, if everybody can give a little bit, then um, you know, it's it's something. It's kind of like we were talking about with Jeff. Uh, now is a good time to kind of invest in people and invest in our community realize that that's really the best thing that we can do in a time like this. Hey, Seth. Hi, this is Michelle. How you doing? Hey. Um, yesterday, I don't know if you watched it or did you know it was on, but they had a concert, uh, Elton John, put on um, on television. I think it was on ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, a virtual concert. Mariah Carey, different artists, uh, her and different artists performed at their homes acoustically and right. it was so neat. And of course, I thought about you and yeah. uh, the music community. Are you guys doing any type of uh, virtual concerts? All the DJs are doing the virtual parties and things like that. Yeah. Are you doing any virtual um, concerts anytime soon? I, uh, I, I am going to do some within the next two weeks. Um, and as of right now, I don't have a specific date. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people, I mean, luckily, you know, we have the internet. So even though we can't, you know, gather together in large groups and, and perform like we would like to, um, you know, we can still use what we've got to, you know, bring people together, you know, over that medium. And, yeah, I think it's great. Me and, me and my wife have been tuning into a lot of those shows. Um, we watched Cliff Martin and Coldplay do one of those. John Legend 
uh, Hosier. I mean, so a lot of people that I absolutely love uh, have been doing it. And honestly, I, I love the fact that there's, you know, when you do something like that and you're doing it at your house, it, it kind of strips some of the facade away and, and it, it makes everything feel so much more natural and kind of intimate because it's like, you know, you're not paying a bunch of money to go see these guys on a huge stage with light and, you know, pyrotechnics and stuff. It's just... It's you know, organic and, and natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, really, yeah. and you made a, a point... And it makes, it, yeah. it makes you human and it makes it look like you care, too. Exactly. That's, that's huge. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you know what? It shows that we talked about this. Music is a binder. It binds the whole country together. Music is right. universal. So, and a lot of people are anxious right now. They're fearful and they don't know what's going to happen from minute to minute. So music will soothe the souls of many. So I, I love that the artist and you are reaching out and being more creative right now. It's just bringing together so many people. I love this. How are you doing with Fine and Dandy? I know you work there and it yeah. did close. And so you have twofold right now. Uh, you were a server and you were, um, so, um, a, a, you are a musician. So you got punched twice. How are you right. mentally processing all of this? Uh, you know, honestly, um, we're just kind of moving forward with, with faith that things are going to work out and trying to maintain the perspective, which is that, you know, ultimately, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, we're not in a position where we have a, a ton of assets and restaurants and businesses and things that we have to, and other people that we have to care for. We're lucky to be in a place in our lives where, you know, we don't need a whole lot. Um, we've got family. We've got people, you know, who are here to help us and support us. So we're we're gonna be fine. Like we're not we're not worried about, you know, how we're gonna live or anything like that. It's you know, it's just a situation where we have to adapt and it's ultimately, you know, like I said, just trying to maintain perspective. Other than that, you know, I have found some work. Um I'm actually helping out uh with some with some family who are working from home who have you know, we're able to bring on an assistant, um that is limiting my ability to like be out in public, obviously, because uh, we've got like young kids and stuff around, uh, newborns, things like that. So, um, I, you know, like I said, I'm going to be fine. It's definitely just completely came out of nowhere, which, you know, again, it's something that we're all experiencing. But, you know, ultimately, um, I'm going to keep playing music and just using this time to write a bunch of new stuff. And luckily, you know, because of the Internet, I can still collaborate with the people that I work with and it's not going to mess up our workflow too much. And, you know, Fine and Dandy is basically a grocery store now. Uh, so, I mean, you can go in there and buy not just food, but they've got, you know, wipes, toilet paper, <laughs> aluminum foil. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah, they've they've really, you know, uh, Ray Scott and his, his team have found a way to not only keep the doors open, but, you know, hopefully help out the community, uh, you know, people who just need, like, basic goods. And, um, I, you know, I... They offered me to come back and help out with that, but um, like I said, my my new situation doesn't really allow me to get out in public very much right now. So um, we're just kind of hunkered down in Brandon, and uh, we're just gonna try to ride this thing out and do whatever we can in the process. You know, like I said, I'm just Seth, thanks. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Your new album is Souvenir. It's fantastic. Congratulations. And it wraps up another great show. Thank you very much. I want to thank the Bishop of Mississippi, Brian Sage. I want to thank Jeff Good and, of course, Seth Power for joining us today. Coming up next is Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell. And remember, we're all in this together. Have a great week, and see you all next Monday.